Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say it loud, Podcast Network, where black and brown voices truly matter. It's just a thought, just a thought. It's my opinion. It's just a thought, just a thought. Get out your What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. And I'm excited. I'm probably a little bit nervous because when I have conversations like this, it makes me a little nervous sometimes. But we're going to talk about sex today. And I know you all are used to me having conversations with different celebrities you love, but I'm going I'm to change gears a little bit and have a conversation with Dr. Katina Davis-Kennedy. She is a family nurse practitioner who specializes in gynecology, primary care, and sexual health, and... If that isn't enough, she's also an author, speaker, TV, and radio health expert, educator, and fitness advocate. Dr. Katina, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Hello, hello. My pleasure. Glad to be here with you. And I just want to let everybody know that Dr. Katina, she tells it like it is. So if you get a little bit taken aback, it's okay. But also very valuable information. So I encourage everybody dial into this, tap into this conversation, take notes if you need to, because overall, this is about your health and wellness. And I know that we're going to have a great, a great talk. So Dr. Katina, I want to ask you, you know, we're in the new year. Everybody's trying to get past everything that happened in 2020. We're still in the midst of a pandemic. What is your take on the importance of self-care right now? Self-care is foundational. You know, you always tell people you cannot carry out your purpose and passion in life without taking care of yourself first. You can't do anything without taking care of yourself first. So that's foundational. I always say you have to know your health status. And knowing your health status, you have to know your blood pressure number, your cholesterol, your blood sugar. Get your yearly physical exams. Those are important. You have to know, just like you know what's going in and out of your bank account, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, Dr. Katina, I'm not going to lie. I don't like checking my bank account all the time because it makes me nervous. So sometimes <laughs> I might take a few days to check. <laughs> well, we usually if we get that text, we're like, what is this? It's the same concept. You have to know what's going on on the inside of your body. Uh, so I educate people. Self-care is so important. You have to get, number one, know your health status, blood pressure, cholesterol, your blood sugar. Also, you have to make sure you em- em- embark in those self-care activities, such as getting adequate sleep. Uh-huh. Am I talking to somebody out there? Yes, yes, yes. You have to make sure you get about six to eight hours of sleep per night. Uh, sleep is so important. That's what gives us energy. That's what gives us life. That's what builds our immune system. That's what rejuvenates us. Without sleep, you know, you're not going to have that energy. You're not going to be able to concentrate. You're going to feel foggy throughout the day. Those of you all who are leaders, entrepreneurs, if you need these grand ideas, you need sleep. Also, adequate water intake. That's important. That hydrates the body. It's good for the skin. You know you're getting enough water intake if your urine is clear with a tinge of yellow. So if you go urinate and it smells 
very strong. You know, you smell that strong urine. And then also if it's like dark, dark yellow, or sometimes it changes to a little orange. Now, if you're on vitamins, then the color is going to be discolored. The urine is going to be discolored. But for the most part, you know, you drink enough water by the color of your urine. You also should be drinking half your body weight in ounces of water per day. So calculate your body weight, divide that by two, and that's how many ounces you should be getting a day. So drink your water, get your sleep. Also make sure you get your, your screenings, make sure you're not skipping meals. Feed that body. That's what keeps that metabolism going. For those of you all who suffer from, you know, you have difficulty losing weight. I know you, you all are following the trend of the intermittent fasting and so forth, but you know, I'm old school. I believe in feeding the body regularly. Uh, you want to eat to refuel and not get full. And you want to also have a colorful plate. All right. So you don't want to, you know, when you have your plate, you have your three sections, right? The big part, you don't want to have the, the rice there. Cut <laughs> 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 right? those carbs and starches. And, and let me ask you this too, Dr. Katina, you know, how much should the average person, as far as meals are concerned, be eating on a daily basis? <laughs> you really should eat five to six times a day, five to six meals. And it doesn't have to be heavy, something like your breakfast and then your snack two hours later, your lunch and then your snack two hours later. And then guess what? Your dinner. So that's what, five times. And your snack, it has to be less than 100 calories. And it can be something that you can chew in, in one minute. You know, it doesn't have to be anything major. Get you some almonds, some peanuts, you know, some something very, stay away from those snack cakes. <laughs> stay away from those snack cakes. Um, but make sure you get your protein, your vegetables. You know, you want that to be the bulk of your, your, your meal. And then, of course, you want to get your fruits on as well. So, and then, of course, we can't forget about exercise. You have to get some type of physical activity on board. Physical activity, that's what gives you life. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, how are you so energized throughout the day? How do you do so much? And, you know, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink any caffeine. Me, um, me, I don't drink it either, Dr. Katina. I, yeah. I'm not a believer in taking things that, that help me to stay alert. and energized. Yeah, those, those pre-workouts that a lot of people do and things. I get my natural energy from sleep and my meals, my, my sleeping and eating. That's what gives me that energy. So, and, and, and working out, <laughs> that helps. As we know, working out helps decrease anxiety. It helps um, with sexual activity. Yes, yes, it increases that energy. Uh, it actually, the, it actually moistens the, um, it increases the oxygen flow to your tissue. So for my females who have trouble um, becoming aroused or getting moist, I encourage exercise because that actually helps, especially for those who are going through menopause. The research shows that those who exercise and they're going through menopause versus those who don't, they actually have decreased hot flashes. So exercise, as we know, yeah, I mean, it's cliche. Everybody say, oh, exercise. But you guys know you feel good when you do it. And you don't have to do hardcore exercise. You can just, you know, do what you love. Go for that walk. But when you're going for that walk, you have to make sure that you are out of breath. You can't be talking on the phone going for that walk. <laughs> and I'm a gym rat, Dr. Katina. So I have to ask you this. 
when you talk about the exercising, are there certain exercises that help men or women from that arousal standpoint? Or is it just, hey, go for a nice run to get your heart rate up or do an exercise to get your heart rate up? Or are there specific exercises where you say, hey, if you want to turn up in the bedroom, you can do these <laughs> Of course, that good old cardio. So you want to get that cardio on board. So that's your running, that's your fast walking. Um, and then, you know, weights also help uh, and for the pelvic area for, for my ladies out there who have the weakened vaginal walls. Some, some women may have the looser vaginal walls from multiple births. Or as we age, we may get a little incontinence because the pelvic muscles become relaxed. So those Kegels is something that you should be doing as well. And that is tightening of the vagina. And that helps just tighten up the pelvic muscles to um, prevent incontinence and to provide a little bit more of the tightening. So when the penis goes inside of the vagina, you'll feel some friction versus it being loose. I told you guys that Dr. Katina keeps it all the way 100. I, I told you guys, but she says it so pleasantly. You almost forget that she's actually talking about sex. Um, let's just, I have to ask you, there are, there are some people that for lack of a better term might be a little horny during this particular time in history. Uh, COVID has had all of us in the house for the most part. And if you're not in the house, you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, what, what advice, what sexual advice would you give to those who are like Dr. Katina? I'm having a bad time. I can't keep being in this house. I'm sexually frustrated right now. What is your advice to them? It's okay to masturbate. Yes, it is. Just don't partake in excessive masturbation. And for those who follow me on social media, they know I've talked about excessive masturbation. They're like, well, what is that? Excessive masturbation is a problem only when it becomes a problem, meaning um, you can't have an orgasm when you are actually, you know, having sex, then that that's an issue. Like I've had couples that come to me and, you know, the man cannot ejaculate via vaginal sex because he's so used to the friction of the hand. So many couples have problems getting pregnant because he just can't ejaculate from vaginal sex. So the things that you want to definitely do is just make sure that you don't you want to masturbate because actually masturbation actually increases the libido. If you don't use it, guess what? You lose it. That's actually true. A lot of my female patients that come into me, they say, well, I don't feel like don't. Well, number one, you're stressed. So you, you, you have to diminish your stress. Um, it's OK for some couples. I know it's kind of cliche. Oh, I don't want to schedule sex, but. You have to schedule it in sometimes when you have to, you know, because not everybody can be spontaneous when they have kids, especially if they have younger kids. Um, but sometimes you just have to schedule sex. But you have to make sure you do things that continuously make yourself feel sexy. Uh, so, again, you can masturbate. Um, you can, you know, watch porn if that's what you do. You can also just meditate, relax, listen to music. Also, Put on your sexy lingerie and stand in the mirror and say, mm, I look good. Start touching yourself. Touch your breasts. Touch your nipples. You know, really explore your erogenous areas. Those are the areas that just make you feel good, that turns you on, that gets those juices flowing. Um, and you can do this alone or, yes, you can do it with your partner. Uh, so if you have a significant other you guys take your time. This is the time to explore each other's. Uh, some people have erogenous zones under their arms. So have you ever been licked under your arms? 
and did it feel good? Ain't nobody ever licked me under my <laughs> I, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, so under the arms, also the neck, also the back of the knee. So for some people, the lower back. Of course, we know the ears as well. So, you know, just really take time out, explore yourself, um, explore your partner, have fun and, and, and date, you know, make it romantic in the house. If you're not going out now, I know I'm in Florida. Yeah, we are having a bad rep here <laughs> as COVID because everything is open. But if you're in a city where things are open, you know, it's okay to go out or go to a beach and, and just, just make it fun, make it intimate between the two of you all. And you speak about being sexy and making it fun. At what point in your life were you comfortable talking about sex and also comfortable with your body? When did you come into that as a woman? You know, that actually happened a little bit as I got older. I would say I'm I'm 40 right now. I just turned 40, big four zero. Yes. (laughs) Um, I would say, honestly, in my in my late 20s. You know, once I got married and I've been with my husband for over 20 years, but um, once I got married and, you know, that's when I became a little bit more comfortable um, in, in, in saying, you know what, it's okay. It's okay to explore yourself. You will be surprised at how many people they come into the office and I ask them, have you had this mole there for a long time or how long have you had this skin tag? They're like, oh, I don't know. Well, why don't you know what's going on with your vagina? I never look at my vagina. Why don't you ever look at your vagina? You know, these are some things that y- you would be amazed at how many people they don't look at their vagina. So I always tell people, it's okay. Take out a mirror, take out your phone, you know, take a picture, spread your lips apart or take your penis out, take a picture and explore yourself, okay? Some people, they go to the point where they even taste themselves. So they stick their you know, finger inside of the vagina and they taste themselves. I have some men that taste their semen, um, but you, you, you should know what you feel like. You should know what you taste like. You should know what you smell like. You should know your normal pH on the inside of your vagina as well. So again, you, it, we have to get out, especially in the African American community, we have to get out of, you know, just, just being so, shy about talking about sex and shy about, because believe me, whatever you're thinking, someone else has thought it or they're thinking about it as well. Mm, wow. That's a lot. Dr. Kenny, <laughs> you're so, you have so, there's so many steps that I feel like I need to take after this, after this conversation. Um, I'll go, I have to go find a mirror when we're done. Uh, <laughs> that be my first step. Yes. And, and, and know, know what it looks like. Do you have those larger vaginal lips? Do you, how, how long is your penis? How does your, your vaginal discharge smell? You know, a lot of women don't know that when we actually go through the cycle, you know, our weeks throughout the month, when we ovulate our discharge, and, and I posted a picture on my social media, our discharge actually changes to mucousy. It becomes mucus-like when we ovulate. But then 
a week before we ovulate, our discharge may become a little bit more pastier. That's when you get a lot of that thick white discharge. So, you know, know your body, know what it's, you know, what's going on so that you'll be able to identify if there are any infections going on. If you're having any vaginal itching or if you're having an odor, you know, you don't want your partner to tell you this. You should be able to identify this before he or she does. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And for the fellas listening, yes, this is for you too. I know, I know it might sound at certain points like we're just having girl talk, but this is the Dr. Katina is providing you with the cheat codes right now. Okay. <laughs> you, this is help. This is helpful for you as well. And, and on the same points that you're making, I want to talk about the importance of, of health screenings. What are some of the health screenings that we need to make sure that we're taking part in right now? Yes, definitely. So make sure you get your yearly physical exam. That includes blood work. You want to make sure you get your vitamin D levels checked. We know that vitamin D helps build, the, helps with the immune system. It helps prevent cancer. It helps um, with breast health. Vitamin D is so essential for the body at this time. So make sure when you go get your physical exam, you get your vitamin D levels, check your thyroid because that tells us what's going on with our metabolism. If you're having difficulty losing or gaining weight, then, you know, you want to check that thyroid level out. Also, make sure you know your blood sugar. I talked about that blood sugar, cholesterol, and then make sure you don't have low iron. Make sure you're not anemic because if you are anemic, that could be why you're tired all the time. That can be why you're not getting as moist. Because remember, when you, are, when you have low iron, that's lack of oxygen to your tissues. So if you don't have that blood flow going to the uh, vaginal or genital area, it can be male or female, to the genital area, then you definitely, having anemia can definitely cause that. Also, pap smears, get your yearly pap smears. Now I know, you know, over the past couple of years, some people say, oh, y'all don't need to go every year, but you should at least go once a year to get your vaginal exam. Pap smears depends on your age. You want to ask your gynecologist, you know, how often you should get that. Um, I personally still recommend every year because unfortunately I've seen where my patients, one year they're fine, the next year they have cervical cancer. So, you know, I still recommend going in and getting that pap smear. Also your mammograms, right? You got to get that done. Let me uh, ask you, Dr. Katina, and mm -hmm. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to I want to ask you this question because it's important. As mm -hmm. we're seeing this, this level of breast cancer, especially as it's hitting African-American women and at younger ages now, and we, I still see that you know, get your first, your first mammogram, late thirties, early forties, yeah. what would be your suggestion knowing that how the numbers are shaping up right now with that? That's why that clinical breast exam is so important. Check your breast once a month, okay? You want to check your breast two weeks after your period. If you don't check it, if you don't have a period anymore, at least choose a time to check it because that's, that's early detection is key. Now, I've had many patients that come in and they say, oh, you know, I, I, I found this lump in my breast and guess what? You know, unfortunately, it was cancer. So early detection is key. If you have family history, like if your mom, your sister had breast cancer, then or your dad, men can have breast cancer as well. You want to make sure that you get your mammogram early on. Um, I've had a 25 year old that has uh, had breast cancer. And but she did have that family history. Her mom, her grandmother and her sister had it. 
So when you have that family history, you have to be an advocate and, and go and get your screenings earlier. So that's a really good question. Don't wait to 40. No, don't wait to your late 30s if you have that strong family history. Wow. Wow. Also, just just moving on with the screenings, men, you have to make sure you get your prostate level done. If you don't want to do the prostate exam, they do have the blood work that you can get done. So that's the PSA, prostate serum antigen. And then also, men, you want to do your self-testicular exam. That's right. Right. Check your balls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My my, my teenagers, they always laugh when I say that. Um, If you don't know exactly how to do it, and I'm not just talking about moving moving your your sack around, moving your test. No, you want to actually do a testicular exam. So YouTube is a great resource for that as well. But you want to do that once a month. The reason why is because, believe it or not, between the ages of 15 and 35, testicular cancer is the number one cancer between the ages of 15 and 35, testicular cancer. So you have to still do your, it is more prevalent in in, in Caucasian men, um, but it can happen to anybody. So your testicular exam, your breast exams, your mammogram, your pap smears, your colonoscopies. We had um, uh, this famous actor to die from colon cancer. So get your, 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 your screenings, your colonoscopies, your bone densities. And then if you do engage in a lot of anal sex, you have to make sure you get your anal pap smears. You know, that's not so popular right now, but HPV rectal cancer is real. So if that's something that you indulge in, then often, then you definitely want to get an anal pap smear as well. Wow. And I want to ask, I want to circle back to the prostate exam because you mentioned there were two different kind of exams that men could take. Has one been proven more effective than the other or is this a viable option either way for men? Well, it's viable either way. See, what happens is the PSA, that's the blood test. So if the blood test comes back elevated, that prompts us to say, okay, there's something going on. Now, it may not be prostate cancer, but they may just have a little enlarged prostate, which is BPH, benign prostate hypertrophy. And they may just have that. However, that PSA is that screening blood test that we use to see what's going on. And that is very specific. So if that's abnormal, then I send patients to the urologist who then does the digital exam. They stick their finger inside of the the rectal area and they feel for the prostate and they go from there. Wow. Wow. And and Dr. Katina, for those individuals who said, man, my sex life is on the decline. I, I don't feel like it or it just doesn't feel the same. What would be your advice to those people? Well, I, I do recommend going and get your blood work done because sometimes it's, it can be as simple as for my men, the testosterone levels could be off. For my females, their hormones could be off. You know, so you want to make sure everything's going on is, is healthy on the inside of the body. So you do want to get some blood work done if it's, it's, if it's a significant issue. Um, and then also after you realize, okay, is, is my blood work's fine? It's really mental then you need to do those things that I just mentioned, you know, start watching porn, reading sexy novels, um, masturbating, um, really taking time, de-stressing, all right, exercising, drinking your water. Um, and, and a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to masturbate. But I promise you, when you masturbate, the more you do it, the more you're going to want to have <laughs> 
sex. You get it? (laughs) It's going to increase that libido. But when you don't, when you go on that, that path where you're not really sexually active or you're not even doing anything sexual, your body's not going to crave for it. So you, you, it is a mindset. You do have to make sure you, you know, make it intentional, make it intentional. And then sometimes it can be medications as well. So sometimes some people, they need to take um, maca. Maca root is a really natural um, herb that's out there that um, it's a pill. It can come in a pill form as well. Um, so that they use that. That's a supplement some people use to de- increase their libido, um, some testosterone supplements if the testosterone is low. Um, so there are many different things that are out there um, that could help. Some supplements that can help as well for those who truly um, need that. And speaking of supplements, I wanted to ask you, because there's this thing about pineapples. And I just want to know, is it a myth or is that a real thing? Women that take pineapples, uh, it can help them down below. Is that is that a fact or fiction? You got to try it out. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it, it, it has proven they've done, you know, when they do clinical trials, when they do research, you know, s- some people, they notice that, yes, the vaginal secretions does change. Um, even the semen, the semen more than anything, actually, um, they've researched more on the semen end where men who drink more pineapple juice or eat pineapple prior to, you know, engaging in oral sex and ejaculating in their partner's mouth, uh, the, the, the semen tastes a little sweeter. So, um, and then also you can notice, yeah, with the vaginal discharge. So it, 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 it is evident, but it may not happen to everybody. Interesting. And, and I love the way that you talk about sex because you, you make it a part of self-care. You make it a part of a valuable part of our lives. And for those who still may be on the fence after listening to us chat right now, what would you say are some of the core benefits of having sex? You, I, and you know, this is, this was great. I actually had a, um, uh, a class where I talked about the 12 types of orgasms, okay? There are 12 types. So if you only have three, you need to go to my website and <laughs> take my master class so that you can know about the 12 types. But the, the benefits is, you ever been around a person who's really snobby, that coworker who comes in always angry, always mad, and then one day they come in and they're like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> Ooh, what's wrong with her? What's, what happened to him? And he'd be like, oh, I, 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 you know, did you have sex last night? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I had a great time last night. Well, that's true. I bring that scenario because having sex, it increases your energy, it increases your mood. It actually works on the dopamine levels of the brain and you feel amazing. You think about it after you have sex, you know, you, you feel, well, sometimes you might be tired depending on you know, what all <laughs> positions you're doing and everything. Um, you know, if you're riding this way and that way and doing splits and everything, then <laughs> you might be tired from the workout, but you know, ultimately you, you feel amazing. You feel energized. You know, it's just like after you're working out, you're feeling energized. Um, it increases the, 
the blood pressure, uh, decreases the blood pressure because it uh, increases the heart rate. All right. So it's that physical activity you get on board. It's good for you mentally. It's good for you physically um, in, in which it actually um, so there is some research shows that um, men who do have sex more often. And again, this is not everybody. They've done a little research, probably. I don't know how many people specifically but they've shown that, you know, it can decrease the risk of uh, prostate cancer the more you have sex. Um, for women, the more you have sex, that helps keep the vaginal area lubricated. It also helps keep it uh, just really moist and it continuously works those pelvic muscles. And we need to work those pelvic muscles the older we get, um, especially when we go through menopause. So the benefits, it's there, it's there. What's the biggest myth about sex that you want to dispel? Ah, the biggest myth. Or the biggest misconception about sex that you want to dispel? Hmm. I would say, hmm, that's a good one. I would say that uh, if you put semen on your face, it'll make the acne go away. <laughs> <laughs> heard some you know I've heard that myth where people are like oh you know if he gives you a facial you know when you guys you know when he ejaculates let him come on your face oh my gosh it's you, you, your acne will disappear no that's not true <laughs> so, so ladies next time he next time he tries to ask or just you know go ahead and take that action you have rights <laughs> not gonna help I mean, your skin it, it, at all you know, it, it, it'll feel good for those of all who like to feel that warmth on their face um, because the partner may not want to ejaculate inside of you all the time. They may want to ejaculate in your mouth and it's OK to swallow. It's no harm in that. You won't get sick. Sometimes the semen does taste different depending on what they ate. So that is true. As I mentioned earlier, pineapple fruits taste a little bit more sweeter um, and then sometimes it may taste uh, bitter. So, you know, you, you, you talk with your partner, communicate. I always tell people you should never have a bad sexual encounter. You should always communicate. Unless, you know, of course, it's a one night stand and he just got a really small penis. But they do have penis extenders. So if you have a partner and he, his penis is really small, they do have extenders that you can use during sex. Um, but you should never have a bad sexual encounter. You have to communicate, communicate what you want. If you don't like anybody biting the tip of your penis, let her know. If you don't want him biting your nipple, let her, him or her know. You, you got to communicate. You shouldn't be sitting there in pain. Let them know what feels good. And do it sensual and, and sexual during sex. You know, you, you don't have to say, oh, no, not right there. Not right there. You just, oh, yeah, baby, right there. Come on up. Oh, yeah, slow. Wait, yes. You know, talk to your partner. Communicate and, 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 and make noise so that they'll know. Not fake noise, ladies. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I know how y'all can get. <laughs> but, you know, let them know that it, it, feels, it feels good to you. I told you guys Dr. Katina is lit and, and I have to backtrack just slightly. Fellas, don't be upset with me, but I do want to talk the advantages and disadvantages of penis size. What is your take on that? Okay, so I talk a little bit about that in um, my 12 types of orgasms because you have your different spots that's inside of the vagina. So our, you know, regular G spot, believe it or not, is not deep in our vagina. 
So if you don't have a, a guy that has a nine inch penis or, you know, even an eight inch, you know, it's smaller. Your G spot is only about like three to four inches in there. So, you know, you yeah, <laughs> that's kind of bad. OK, <laughs> <laughs> so you still can get some type of pleasure. But in order to get that U spot um, orgasm, you know, he has to be a little longer because he has to reach further up near the uterus. Uh, so, you know, and again, some women have difficulty riding um, their partner when they have the larger penises. Uh, when you do have larger penises, and this can be long and wide, if you have that wider penis um, and longer, ladies, you have to make sure you're highly lubricated. And speaking of lube, I do have my sex stevia, my all natural lube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I created. But you do have to make sure you're really moist because if not, tears can occur. Tears can occur and tearing of the vagina. And, you know, it's not going to feel good. So you're not going to get it as wet, as moist. So, um, yeah, size, you know, matters for some people. Some women, they, they can't get that deep, hard orgasm when they have the smaller penis. But then I have many women that have, you know, partners that have smaller penis, smaller than average, and they love it. Wow. So it, whatever floats your boat, in other words. <laughs> yeah, sometimes and, it's all about the position, you know. In your experience, what are some must-do, go-to sexual positions? And I know everybody's body is different, but based yeah. on your research, uh -huh. what have you found have been some that, like, they're going to get the job done? Of course, we know from the back, all right, doggy style. <laughs> um, and if you do have like back problems, you can just prompt a pillow, put a pillow underneath the abdomen so that, you know, the female can be comfortable. Um, men, you make sure you get in a, a good position where, and you don't have to go so fast. You don't have to pound when you're going from the back. Uh, you can go nice and slow. Some ladies like that. And then, you know, you, you know how to do it. Um, but uh, from the back is a good one. Ladies who, my female patients who have difficulty having an orgasm. I tell people, you have to try it yourself first. You have to make yourself have an orgasm because that's how you're going to know, number one, how it feels like and what it feels like, okay? And what, what you can do to make yourself have an orgasm. So riding is actually a position where a lot of females can make themselves have an orgasm because they know where their spot is. Like when they can control the penis, right? Uh, riding is one as well. And then actually from the side, you know, it's like a, it's like kind of like spooning a little bit. Um, you know, that's a good position as well. So, you know, again, it's all about exploring different ones. Some people love being in handstands. Some people love doing splits on the penis. So, you know, just, just, just explore with each other. Look at, look up, Google those different sex positions and try and have fun. That's, that's a good thing about sex. It should be, it should be fun. It should be, it shouldn't be a, a, a chore. It shouldn't be, it should be relaxing, you know, and um, again, if you do have difficulty and, and mainly because a lot of times the female patients are stressed. I notice that, you know, when you have anxiety, when you have a lot going on, females, you're not thinking about no sex. You know, yeah. <laughs> you take care of the kids, you got to take care of this. Men, when they get upset, when they're stressed, they ready to have sex. So, you know, you got to, you know, really communicate with each other and 
just really like men, if you know your partner, if it's the female partner, if you notice that, you know, he's, she's having a hard time, she's stressed, you know, start, start sexing her during the day. Ladies, when you see he's starting to sex you, you know, sex him back, send him little pictures. And of course it has to be, you know, someone you trust. <laughs> uh, you don't want to send it to anybody, you know. Don't don't sex to the, the guy, ladies, that you just swiped on Tinder yesterday, <laughs> fellas. Don't DM your stuff to women that that you're trying to get a hold of that you never really met. Thank you, Dr. Katina, for the disclaimer, because people are actually a fool out here. They will do those things. Exactly. I was actually on um, the Essence podcast and um, I forgot her name, but she's amazing. Um, She said that it turned her on for her part, her husband to actually say, oh, I'm washing the dishes for you tonight. I'm going to clean the bathroom. You know, so so that's why it's important. That turned her on because she is always focused on cooking, cleaning, you know. So when he's when he did that, it was like, okay, oh yeah, you getting it tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about our conversation because I just love your approach and your your energy behind what you do. And I love to talk to people who love what they do. And it's very apparent that you love what you do. And in conjunction with that, you have a bunch of new projects that are happening this year. One being your new medical practice. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'm excited. I actually opened, I I had a telehealth business for about a year now, but I noticed a lot of my patients, they were like, can I come see you, please? Uh, So I decided to go back to primary care because I do primary care and gynecology. And I did gynecology strictly for the past year. But primary care, I miss taking care of the family. I miss taking care of the, the men. I miss taking care of the, the teenager. You know, teen, adolescence is my love. Um, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and open up my own practice again. So I just decided to go for it. Not again, but this is my own brick and mortar <laughs> primary care practice. So I opened January 18th, which is Monday. I'm Yay, excited. congratulations. Yes, I'm excited about that. And I'll get to have all my patients back. <laughs> so what's the name of the practice? How can people Google it or whatever they need to do to, to connect with you and, and possibly go see you if they're in your area? All right. So Dr. Katina health and wellness.com D R K A T I N a health and wellness.com. That's my website. And then if they want to know more information about my speaking, want to book me for speaking engagements or my, my less talk sex and STDs book for the students. All right. I have that as well, or my orgasm masterclass or my sex stevia, all natural vaginal. Well, personal lubricant is not just for vaginal. Uh, they can actually go to drkatinakennedy.com. That's more of my, my brand uh, website. And then I have my, my health and wellness website as well. So drkatinakennedy.com and then Dr. Katina Health and Wellness for my practice if you want to come see me. And before I let you go, I, I want to touch base about your book and the health parties that, that you throw. First, the book, you mentioned it's for young people. What do you think is the, or what would you say is the appropriate age for parents to start having transparent conversations with their children about sex? I'm glad you brought this up. Um, you have to have that conversation before middle school. Yes, yes, yes. Fifth grade, all right? Fifth grade, you have to have that conversation. 
before they hit six rate. And the reason why is because when I did my research, I did only do it in Florida. However, I do have um, people that are in other states, teachers, and they say the same thing. They have caught many of their students in the stairway, in the bathroom, having sex or either oral sex. Oral sex is very, is, oral sex is very prevalent in the middle school population. Wow. So, don't don't let your baby get to sixth grade and you ain't talk to them about anything. Please, y'all, please talk to them. Don't be scared about it. Get my book if you want to, you know, have an icebreaker, a, a conversation starter. Get my book. But let's let's stop being, especially in the African American community. Let's start talking about it. Stop them from going to Google. Stop them from getting wrong information from their peers. Get educated. If you don't get my book, you know, get an educated book, a healthy living book that is adequate for your child. But definitely before they get to middle school, that's that's a good question. And then, you know, when my book, my book talks about um, puberty, it talks about hygiene. It, so it, it goes through different stages. So if you have a preteen, which is, you know, 10, 11, my book, you can, you know, use that to talk about the external genitalia, the anatomy, because a lot of times... A lot of people don't even know what the clitoris is, or some people don't know where they urinate out of. So my book talk about that as well. And um, and it goes from there all the way up to STDs, recognizing signs and symptoms and so forth. Wow. Dr. Katina, I don't know how you have time to do all the things you do. <laughs> you got lube, books, a new medical practice. You're doing interviews. You're all over the place. I absolutely, absolutely love it. I want to talk about these health parties. First of all, are they, are they virtual? Because I would like to, to sit in on one, but, but how did the concept come about and what exactly do your health parties entail? Yes, yeah, so the, the, the concept came about where, you know, I wanted a forum where either teens, my teens are, my teen health parties are more popular, okay? So that's a forum where teens and the expert, myself, come together we have before the virtual, we got together, we had appetizers, icebreakers, and we played games and we talked about everything sexual health. No parents allowed because I need those teenagers to be open and honest and be able to ask anything. So I have teenagers that ask questions, can I have sex in the pool without getting pregnant, getting my partner pregnant? You know, they, they ask all types of questions. So it came about because I, I really felt that need that we need to be able to talk to each other, around each other, and be, feel comfortable doing that. And because, again, what you may be experiencing, someone else may be experiencing as, that as well. And then with the, the women's health party, my men, I haven't gotten one male health party yet. I guess Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fellas, it's no shade, but you all need just as much help as the ladies. So you need to register for Dr. Katina's health parties and get your life together so you can yes. help us. Because if you don't help yourself, you can't help us. Yeah, so the the, the, the female, the women's health party, we, are, we already have girls night, right? So a girls night in, we gathering around, we laughing, we drinking cocktails, having some appetizers. Why not bring Dr. Katina in and we have that girl talk? We talk about all things health. And good thing I have experience from primary care, so I can talk anywhere from blood pressure to gynecology, sex. So, you know, that, that's where that concept, just let's, let's get together. Let's start educating. Let's chat, but let's have fun with it. Let's have a health party. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to, I have to sign up because I think that's an amazing concept. And Dr. Katina, I, I absolutely adore you. I think you're amazing. And I really applaud you for, for really pushing and driving into your lane of purpose, because there's so many people that really need this level of experience, expertise, advice. And so I appreciate you sharing that with, with me. For those, I want people to blow up your social media after they hear this, because I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions and comments. So how can people follow you on social media? Yes. So uh, on Instagram at Dr. Katina underscore Dr. K. So at D-R-K-A-T-I-N-A underscore D-R-K, Dr. Katina underscore. And then YouTube. My YouTube is filled with lots of past videos over the years. I've been doing this for years. So it can go anywhere from headaches, allergies to bleeding during sex, polyps, fibroids, anything you can think of, my YouTube, um, I may have it on there already. So check out my YouTube at Dr. Katina. All right, just go to YouTube, Google, well, YouTube and search Dr. Katina, D-R-K-A-T-I-N-A. And um, my Facebook, Dr. Katina as well. Y'all follow me on IG. I'm trying to be like. (laughs) Wait, how many IG followers do you have right now? I only got 7,900. All right, everybody. This is what we need to do. You heard, you heard her give her Instagram, okay? We need to get Dr. Katina to 10K. I'm, I'm just shy of 10K, so I know how you feel. I want to be able to do the swipe-ups. You know what I'm saying? That's We're trying right. to do swipe-ups yes, to, to yes. have good information for the people. Dr. Katina has good information for the people. You got so please, it. You guys better follow Dr. Katina on Instagram. Let's get her followers up so she can share as much of her experience and expertise with as many people as possible. You'll get lots of health and fitness information. <laughs> she, guys, she covers the whole gamut. She just told you. You might have high blood pressure or you might have an issue with getting aroused. Either way, she's got you covered. So follow her, <laughs> check out her website. Dr. Dr. Katina, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Finally, we made this work and uh, we got to do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, definitely. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole, in association with Sheree Nicole Media and the Say It Loud Podcast Network. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio.com. And make sure that you subscribe, share, and rate us. And also, tell a friend. You can follow the Just a Thought Podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter. Same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole. S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. It's just a thought. Just a thought. It's my opinion. It's just a thought. Just a thought. Get out your feelings. Say it loud, Podcast Network, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.